Calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. And we are excited about this week because, you know, we we get this question a lot from clients and potential clients. And I am sure as entrepreneurs, business owners, you're thinking about this question. If you're getting to the point where you are starting to grow and you're being kind of pulled in, you know, different directions, you want to know, all right, I think I'm ready to hire a team member, specifically a virtual assistant or an executive assistant. And I am not quite sure what I can give them. I mean, would you agree that this Melissa is probably our biggest question that we get? Like, what the hell do I give you? Absolutely. It is the biggest concern that most of the entrepreneurs we speak to on a daily or weekly basis have because they're in their business. And I think a lot of times it's mostly a control issue because they're not ready to release the reins to somebody else because, you know, at the end of the day, this is their baby and, you know, they can do it themselves and they do it great, but is it really what they want to be doing? Exactly. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're overworked, overwhelmed and wonder why there aren't enough hours in the day, right? I mean, it's a problem. It is a problem. And they know they need help. They just don't know what that looks like. So today, I think we have a really good plan on how to share with you what typical tasks are that we take on for our clients. Right. The ones that they definitely can pass off. And and sometimes we'll talk to clients or potential clients and say, why are you doing that? Like pass that off to someone. So what we do is, and they'll say, I just don't know what to give you. We usually recommend sit tomorrow or whatever, the next day you're in front of your computer doing work with a piece of paper and a pen and just write down things that you're doing. Literally take a minute, write down what you're doing, and then let's look at that list and say, okay, you need to do that, or you don't need to be doing that. We can help you with those things. You know, we have had clients that we're doing work for them and then they come to us and go, wait, you can do this. And it's like, yeah. And we can't, we could sit here and rattle off a list of things that we could do, but that's going to, you're going to glaze over because we might not be thinking of something that you do on a daily basis that we can help you with. So that's why we have these conversations. That's why we say, write them down so that we can figure out what we can do or who we can help you delegate these things to if there's something that we don't do. So we came up with a list of 10 things and we're just going to kind of, these aren't everything that virtual assistants can do, nor are these things that all virtual assistants do or all agencies. Right. So exactly. Every virtual assistant is different. Every agency is different. 
Don't take this list and go to, you know, have phone calls and go, oh, well, they said that you do this, that that's what a virtual <laughs> assistant does, because everybody's different. Right. And everybody has a different skill set. You know, like, so for example, number one on the list, social media management. Yep. That is something that we do, but in a limited capacity. So Kelly, why don't you speak to that? Because, you know, that's sort of your forte, but you're not a content creator, for example. Right. So exactly. I'm not a content creator. And the reason for that mainly is because it's sort of jarring to go back and forth from different clients to help them write content for their social media. And you know your content best. And content writers, this is what they do. Um, they write to the algorithms. They write to keywords. They write to SEO, um, which is search engine optimization. So I can take already created content, blog posts, Facebook lives that have been transcripted. Sorry, I'm having troubles with my words. <laughs> transcripted um, podcast episodes that have been transcripted. We can take that sort of content and splinter it to help you. But what we do and what we find that a lot of clients need the help with most is scheduling. So we'll help you, you know, come up with a way to kind of house all of your content in a silo where we can pull from and schedule it out based on what you deem is your schedule. Everyone's different. Everybody's posting times are different and everybody's platforms are different. So we will help you manage your social media. We can, you know, go in and like and love things and comment and engage with people and schedule your, your content. But we're not, we, we don't write for you. But there are agencies out there that have content writers on staff or virtual assistants that can write or content writers who we have a Rolodex of that we can... <laughs> Oh, a Rolodex. Yeah, we're going back to Rolodexes. Kicking it old school again. Um, yeah, that we can refer out to. Mm -hmm. And graphics, that, that's another piece of social media management. Like, it's recommended in that piece, too, that you have a silo of graphics um, that you want to use or so that Kelly can splinter the com content in, in there as well. She's right. really good at um, wordsmithing content around graphics for, like... One of our clients has days like she likes to recognize like Scrabble, World Scrabble Day. So like she'll provide the cra the graphics and the content around that. So that's kind of fun to do. Right. And graphics, I mean, there's, there's people that that's all they do is graphics. So and, you know, you want everything to match your brand colors, your logo, everything. Um, and everybody's graphics have a, a different feel. So if you say, can you go out and find a picture of a wheat field with the sun shining in it? Yeah, we can go find that. But and we can, you know, try to put something together in Canva, but we are not professional graphic designers. And you'll find that a lot. You know, everybody, not everybody is good at everything. So and we know our strengths and we we stay in that lane. And another thing that we we offer, too, is newsletter support. So, Melissa, you can talk to that because you do a lot of that as well. But again, so I'm sure a lot of agencies and virtual assistants kind of do the same thing as us. We we like our clients to provide the content to the newsletter, but we go in and, and put it into whatever newsletter application the client uses and zhuzh it up, make it look pretty and send it out to the masses. But I'm sure there are other agencies that will 
create the content for you as well. Um, but that's another area that you can give to a virtual assistant because staying in touch with your clients on a weekly or monthly basis is, is key mm-hmm. because when you're engaged with your clients, they're going to know, like, and trust you and want to do business with you. Exactly. So that's super important. Right. And something that always seems to fall by the wayside because when you're working on your business, the newsletter seems to be like the first thing that gets put to the sidelines. Yep. We can speak from... We certainly can. <laughs> from experience, but we're trying to get back into it. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, the number two service that we recommend you give to a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to number three, autoresponders, automations, and nurture sequences. Mm-hmm. You can um, definitely pass that off to a virtual assistant. And I think Kelly can speak to that because she helps clients all the time create those sorts of things. Yep. So we have, um, like Melissa said, these sequences, these automations are done in the same programs that your email management's, you know, your newsletters and stuff is done. So you can set up um, automation welcome sequences for people when they join your newsletter Um, When they sign up for a program or product or an event, we get those all set up. And then anytime you need some sort of automation set up, we can help get those set up. You give us the content, we throw it in there, get it all ready, make sure everybody's tagged correctly, test it, make sure it's working, and then off it goes. So we can do that and then go in and and tweak them as as needed. Um, I do find that that happens a lot once you get them all set up, if something's sort of not working in your funnel, you it's they're so easy to go in and edit to adjust, you know, change out some wording, change out calls to action. You can duplicate them. So we help with that, which is uh which is all part of your email marketing sequence with social media management, newsletters and email marketing. So that is a whole sector of things in those top three that will help you with your marketing efforts in your business. Right. Because just despite or in spite of what people say, email marketing is not dead. No. It is alive and kicking. And at any minute, these social media platforms can go away, crash, everything. So make sure you're building your your email list because that's really, it's not dead. It comes in waves, comes and goes in waves. People just don't want you to just give them the hard sell over email, you know, be transparent and personable. Yeah. Keep building that relationship, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is where number four comes into play, customer and client support. Um, That is something that we really like to do, or I do anyway. I I think, I mean, Kelly definitely has Mm -hmm. that customer service side of the business too. Down pat, we, as you know, we have (laughs) like 40 years of customer services combined, right? Right. But a lot of times when you're working on your business, Sometimes you can't follow up with the customers or clients as much as you'd like. So we definitely, um, or any virtual assistant is there to help you support your clients. So whether that's responding to emails or answering any instant messages that come through via Facebook, it's very important to make sure that the customer experience is 100%. -hmm. If they respond and they have a billing issue or, you know, any sort of issue that, that you don't have an answer to as the client you know, as our client, as a virtual assistance client, and you need support, we're here to help you um, 100%. Because if your customer's not happy, then you're not going to be happy. And we're not going to be happy until it's 100% resolved. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that comes into play, a lot of client support. And the CEO of the company, the business owner doesn't always have time to 
handle all the things that come in. So to kind of get that off of their plate so that they can focus on um, what they do best, pass it off to someone who can handle that support. And it makes you look like sort of that you have a team, you know, you can use your own email box, like a support at whatever your business name is, email address. We can help funnel emails in and out of there. So that is uh, a fun part of the business that we like to help out with because we get to be kind of behind the scenes with our clients. So it's fun. And then that, hand in hand with that is a, a virtual event support in times of pandemic 2020 and 2021, all events pretty much have gone virtual, um, which means you're using programs that you might not be used to. You're used to standing on a stage or in front of a classroom, you know, at, at an event, a workshop. Um, so now you're jumping online. You've got to try to figure out how to to work the damn thing and make sure people can get in and out. No one's getting bumped out. They have questions during the event. Uh, you can't see them in the chat because the chat's going too fast and you're trying to run your PowerPoint. You know, that's where we come in. Usually it's Melissa and um, that's something she loves to do. So, oh yeah, it's so much fun. But I, I actually kind of want to back up to number oh. four for a minute because I totally forgot like Beep. one of the best things. <laughs> about client or customer support. You know, one of the most important things is to make your clients feel valued. And um, one of the most favorite parts of that is like client gifts. Oh, yeah. You love ordering those. Order client gifts. So sometimes people don't even think about how much value that brings to your business. Mm -hmm. And, And helping our clients order their client gifts is probably one of my favorite things to do. But back to virtual event support. I really love that too, because you get to help, especially with in times of COVID, you know, whoever thought that we, everything would be virtual at this point. I mean, I know because it's, you know, we're at hopefully at the tail end of the pandemic, we'll start to see more of a hybrid type event. But during the course of the pandemic, everything switched to virtual and which was kind of nice in a way because you didn't have to travel and, you know, everything, you know, you got to save hotel fees and booking fees and all that fun stuff. But everybody got to sort of stay in place. But Hosting a virtual event wasn't as easy as I think many people thought it might be, but there were a lot of intricate details involved, like chat room and letting people in and monitoring the chat. And Mm -hmm. like Kelly said, running the PowerPoint or whatever method you used for, but I think it, when you're in person, there's a lot of energy in a room, but I digress. You can digress for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which brings us to Kelly's, I think maybe Kelly's favorite, which is podcast management. Podcast management. That's relatively new. Towards the end of 2020, we started doing this because we had a lot of clients that were launching podcasts. So we do everything but record it, except for our own and edit it. We have um, edited, edited it. We have people that we can refer that to. So we'll help you communicate with your guests, um, get them scheduled, make sure that if there's a form or questionnaire they need to fill out to give you all the information ahead of time. So you're prepped for the event, for the episode, we'll get that from them, make sure that's all turned in in a timely fashion. And then once it's recorded, ready to go, you know, we'll get it scheduled on social media. We can help you with an audiogram, which is one of those little videos for social media that um, gives you a little sneak peek, but also plays audio over it to give you a sneak peek into the episode. We make sure that your guest has all of that, you know, the, the audiogram, the information about when it's going to launch, 
you know, the graphic if they need that. And even some clients will provide a sample social media post to give to the guests. So we'll get all of that over to them. And then, like I said, get it all scheduled on social media so that it posts out um, for your audience or through your email newsletter to get that out as well. So we help with podcast management. It's super fun. I love listening to podcasts, which is one of the reasons why we launched this podcast, because we're both podcast geeks and um, love the whole process. So yes, we jumped into that at the end of 2020. And then other management that we do is email and calendar management, which is, you know, making sure we don't do the email management as much as we do calendar management, but email management, what can be done is setting up filters in your email so that things go to different things, different things folders, go things. <laughs> <laughs> things go to different things, you know, thing how it is. Thing. you know, emails go to different folders so you can easily find them and also filtering out spam. Um, in the past, we've also gone through people's emails to kind of pull out what's important and what needs to be answered by the CEO and what can be kind of put on hold in calendar management. Melissa does a lot of this, so I'm going to let her speak to that. Yeah. Like, so for example, today I have a client who had a, an appointment book on top of an already existing appointment. Um, so I need to go in and ask the appointment that's on top of an existing appointment to back it up, back up her appointment. Back it up. Back. <laughs> Does this thing even make any sense? But you know what I mean? Like kind of move things around so that everything is copacetic. Yeah. But you do even more like you <clears throat> set up the calendar management. If you have yes. like acuity or Calendly, yes. you help get that set exactly. up. Exactly. Yes. You help clients, you know, swinging back into client support, you help them get things scheduled yeah. on an ongoing basis. And you're the touch point for those people too. Exactly. Or if they have a group, say one of our clients has a group and they have a weekly call. So I get them all set up on the calendar so that they all have a weekly reminder of when their call is. So mm -hmm. it, it, it runs the gambit, you know, calendar management, it could be for the, the client, it could be for the client's clients, it, it just runs the gambit. It's, yep. you know, nothing is ever the same on any given day. So that keeps it exciting and uh, everybody on their toes, but it is fun. Which then brings us up to blog management. And I think that's more Kelly's forte because that kind of lands on a sort of a website management task too. Yeah, which, is, which is number nine. So it encompasses can, eight and nine together. Yep. So blog management, you know, blogs are important. People are still doing them. People read them, they consume them. So making sure that your blog posts are scheduled, whether it's weekly, daily, monthly, making sure that they're posted to your website, shared out on social media. So again, you either have a content writer write your blog, you write your blog, or we, again, we can take videos that have been recorded and transcribe them to turn them into blogs. You know, there's so much you can do with splintering of content, but we make sure that it is posted to whatever platform you use for your website. And then website management is sort of the monthly stuff. So we're not website designers. We don't build websites. We don't do any of that because it's just not our forte. But what we can do is monthly go in, make sure all the links are working, make sure all your plugins are up to date, change out content. You know, if you have, you know, a page you want to update with, with content or new information, we can get that, in, you know, updated for you, but not website design or development. Right. That is not our forte. So Nor basically, yeah, no, no, no. Um, there are website designers out there who have like super crazy skills mad skills mad skills i didn't want to sound too like young 
Oh, boy. You know what I mean? And the last, one of the last things that you can give to a virtual assistant, and again, this isn't like, there's like thousands of things you can give to virtual assistants. We just took our our top 10 and just 10 of the things that we can help out with. And just a reminder that not all virtual assistants or agencies offer all or any of these services, but, you know, just a springboard for you to start thinking thinking about what you could possibly ask a potential virtual assistant to do for you. Mm -hmm. Invoicing. Invoicing. Yes. The money. Go ahead. How can we help them with that? So a lot of systems like CRMs or um, even just direct payment and sites like Stripe or Square or PayPal, we can go in and set up the invoices for our clients so that when they are ready to send an invoice out, we can make that happen for them. So a lot of our clients will say, can you send an invoice to Susie Smith? You know, she's ready. She signed her contract. So it's like contracting and invoicing are um, sort of a cert. Well, it is a service we offer. Um, But a lot of times we help technical VAs get the information they need so that it can also be automated, which is really great too. But for our clients that aren't there yet, invoicing directly is a service that we offer. Yeah. And you mentioned something that we should mention that there are different types of VAs. Mm -hmm. There are VAs sort of like what we do, which are these, some of these, some of these 10 things that we, we, we went over today, but there's also tech VAs that this is all they do is the tech stuff. Like you need these automations to be super fancy and like really in depth. They'll help you with that. They'll help you with your invoicing. They'll help you like there's so many yeah. VAs out there that this is all they do. And like, you know yourself, whether you're a techie person or not, you, you know what you need, but you don't know how to make it work. You know, they'll right. help you with all that stuff. For instance, I tried to be a techie VA, but it didn't really work out so well. Right. You know, and fortunately, we had really accepting clients when it came because like certain systems are really difficult, mm-hmm. like certain um, CRMs. You know, we'll talk more about CRMs in a later episode. But yeah, there are certain CRMs that are not exactly user friendly. No. Um, and they need a tech VA to to use them. And that's where like automated invoicing comes in. It's really awesome if you know how to do it for, yeah. for sure. All the workflows yeah. that, you know, we can help with basic ones and there are VAs that can help with all of that. You just have to find them. and Right. And we have an invoice, a Rolodex full of them as well, or actually a few of them that we really trust and yeah, yeah, that we know do a great job. And, you know, it's important that you find someone that you really, for lack of a better word, vibe with that, you know, sign, trying to sign. Yeah, no, like someone that, you know, you, you do have to vibe well with, with them, you know, well with them. Yes. So, you know, all in all, at the end of the day, that's what really what it's all about is finding somebody who will work out perfectly with you, ha- who has a matching personality with you. And even if you have to try out a few, it's okay. Not everybody's going to be a hundred percent perfect for you and your personality. Exactly. And just be, just know that it's okay. Yep. So that's, that's, I think we'll wrap up this episode, but you know, if there's a certain aspect of your business, you know, a tool that you're trying to sort of find, or, you know, you want 
advice on or a roundup on, let us know. Reach out to us and we'll uh, we'll craft a show around it or at least, you know, put something yeah. together for you, whether it's a blog post or an episode. And Absolutely. Come into our Facebook page, the Business Managers Podcast Facebook group, I should say. And, you know, let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what you want the next episode to be and we'll work on it. Yeah, we're here for you. We're here for you. We are here for you. So next week, we'll be back with another guest and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode, a solo episode from us. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, we can't wait to be back with you. That was a nice high-pitched voice. Yes, it was my phone voice. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you guys enjoy your day, and uh, we'll see you uh, on our next episode. And don't forget to tell your friends. I right? say good day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.